Hey everybody, this is Matt with Hilltop Productions, and I hope everyone has been reading and enjoying the horror movie reviews I've been posting, hilltopvideos.com on the blog page. Going to do something different this time, no review of a film, we're going to do a podcast, and we're going to talk about a topic. We're going to go onto the trope, which uh, the trope of Indian burial grounds, which was very prevalent in 80s horror films, maybe started in the 70s, but really the 80s. Um, kind of came up with this because I just finished reading Stephen King's Pet Cemetery for the third time, getting ready for the remake that's coming out, of course. Um, really wanted to get into it. It's my favorite King book of all time, obviously, three times. I uh, love the story, just love the topic of it. I think it's just an incredible book. Yeah, a book that he really wrote and, and didn't want to release. To put it in a drawer, I think he said, too personal, too scary. I think his wife found it, ended up saying publish it. Uh, the rest is history, obviously. Um, love the original film and hopefully this new one, I, I certainly hope it's going to be good. Anyway, um, that's kind of where the trope of the, the burial ground starts because of course in the film or sorry, in, in the film and the book, uh, people are laid to rest in a pet cemetery animals as well in the burial ground, come back to life. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Basically what I wanted to get into with this is the, um, the idea of these burial graves, Indian burial grounds as they call them. And how they played a role in these films. Well, let's name a couple films, and then let's get into what it really means. I guess you know what 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 it stands for, what it actually has a, a basis on. I suppose. So we'll dive right into it. Um, I think let's go to let's go to the films. Let's start with uh, let's start with the Amityville Horror. Um, of course, originally a novel uh, based on the the Lutz family that lived in a bought a house in Amityville, Long Island. And of course, I think everyone knows the story of that. Uh, they say the house was just incredibly haunted. Evil spirits everywhere, you know, the, the house could never be, be warm enough, even though he kept building a fire. Getting woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning, flies, people couldn't get into the house. You, you've heard all that stuff. Is that a true story? Who knows? That, that's really up to you. There's been so much written on that. You could spend, we, we could spend days talking about that. But anyway, they made the film, of course, which was, it was, it was, it was okay. The book's pretty scary. I, I like the remake as well. But, of course, that big story, of course, they talk about, in addition to all this, well, the house was built on, and this isn't necessarily a burial ground, but a ground where I suppose it was the Shinnecock Indians, which is one of the tribes, I think, that was in Long Island. Possibly. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the exact one was. Um, they said that this, this house was, was built upon the ground that, there, that their people were left to die on, and where they were, they were sick and their, and their ill were taken to die, I suppose. So anyway, of course, that, that, that's a prevalent thing. But, I, but as far as I know, none of that's true. And I, I don't think that's ever been proven, quite frankly. So you might want to dispel that myth on that. But of course, that's, that's an interesting, uh, interesting take on that, interesting wrinkle to that story. There's so much to that story. Um, I think the next one we probably want to, film-wise, um, we could probably get to would be The Shining. Um, I don't know that it's so much about that. Of course, the famous line in the film when Jack and his wife are being shown the property by the hotel manager he's talking about re repelling some Indian attacks I believe he says on oh, his built here and he's kind of laughing and joking about it and as the audience of course you know oh that's that's probably not gonna turn out well so they definitely touch on that um I think that one if you really want to kind of get crazy goes deep more deeply into um one of the ideas that what the shining is really about is it about you know the mistreatment of Native Americans. There's so many different aspects to that film that people want to dive into. 
but certainly you could certainly put that on there. You can certainly bring that up, and I think that's why we want to mention that in there. Uh, the next one, let's let's jump into Poltergeist, and I think that film is that's a great film. I really enjoy it. I think it's a great story, uh, directed by Toby Hooper, who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Famous for that. I think it's a it's a good film. It's it's kind of that ghost story that comes to suburbia. It's not the haunt the you know the haunted house in the woods or or something like decrepit old mansion. It's just a you know row of houses out in Southern California. I think it is, and of course you know the the ending scene with all you know with that swimming pool with all the bodies coming back. It's so gross. It's a great scene, but you know they they find out. Of course, Craig T. Nelson, the father, who of course was in Coach for those who who watched Coach. You know, he ends up that, that famous thing yelling at the realtor, and I can't remember what does he exactly say. You know, you, you never move, you move the cemetery, but you never move the bodies or something like that. I don't know if I'm getting it right. So that one, I, I think a lot of people think is an Indian burial ground kind of film, but I think it's just really just a cemetery. And I think that, uh, I think people just get, get kind of caught up in that. So yeah, it's a, it's a cemetery, it's a burial ground. But the whole notion of it being a Native American burial ground is, is I think, a little, a little off. I don't think that, that's quite right, but it's certainly worthy of That's why we're going to talk about it. Let's get into, of course, the, the mother of them all for me is got to be Pet Cemetery. So quick recap. I'm not going to give you a, a synopsis because if you want that, you should read my article that I wrote on Pet Cemetery. It's on the website. Uh, check that out if you want to. Anyway, obviously, family moves to Maine. Cat dies in the road. A oh, neighbor tells him to bury the cat in the pet cemetery that they have. Oh, wait, we're actually going to, an, to a burial ground further out. Well, the cat will come back if you bury it. It does. Uh, tragedy, of course, happens. The, the son dies in the road. The father is overwhelmed. He loses his mind. He buries his son in the burial ground, and his son comes back, and it just doesn't go well. Anyway, uh, that's your quick synopsis. But, of course, that is the main part of that story is, yeah, it's, there's a pet cemetery, and that's really a nice place where children bury their animals that were either killed in that road or died just because, or, you know, and there's goldfish buried and, and, you know, parakeets, and anything you could possibly think of, and really that's, that place is harmless. The problem is there's, an, there's, there's a burial ground past that, much further past that, that was used apparently by the Micmac tribe. And something happened where their ground went bad, or it went sour, as, as of course Pascal says in the film. So they don't they don't use it anymore. Um, and anyone that lives in that area, which is Judd, of course, the old neighbor, lived there his whole life. He knows about the place, and and every generation people know about this, and they 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 use it in the wrong way. So he t- obviously they bury the cat. He 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 tells uh, Lewis the first time about burying the cat there, of course. Then, then what the big thing is, the power of this place. Imagine being able to play God, and you could bury anyone. Let's say you lost someone, and it really it's about, what would you do? How far would you go to bring somebody back? Being able to do something like that, even though you know it's not that person or that animal or whatever it is, isn't going to come back the same way. Because the problem is, like they mentioned, the, the ground went bad. They don't want to bury anything. There's something sacred or something holy about it, and... The cat comes back, and the cat's just kind of slow, and there's just something a little off about it. It's nothing horrible, but we find out, of course, that a person was buried there once, came back, and was not not right at all. Well, and of course, we see in the book when when Gage comes back, he's basically a demon. You know, this little two-year-old boy who was killed, and he comes back being able to speak in all different voices, and 
And when people come back, they they know things. He he knows all these things that Judd's wife did and how unfaithful she was, and he's swearing and just awful language, and it's just it's just terrible. So the whole point is, yeah, we have the power to to do this and to resurrect somebody, but that is not what you want to do. That's probably the worst possible thing you could do. And in the end, you know, Lewis does that, and his wife ends up being killed by by Gage, and she comes back to life. And at the end, we, we don't know. It's, it's kind of open-ended. We don't know what really happens to Lewis. But you have to imagine either his wife kills him or he ends up killing himself. And so what happens is a place that had so much power was just wrought with evil and it destroyed an entire family. And it will destroy anyone who, who, try, who chooses to, 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 use, to use this, to misuse this, whichever way you want to say it. So, you know, th- those, are your, those are your four films that really jump into it. There's, there's more, I'm sure. Uh, you know, don't have time to touch on them. If you guys have any, I'd love to hear from you about them. That'd be great. But then let, let, let's talk about what, what's that about? What's, what's an Indian burial ground? Why, why do we have this? Why is it in these films? What's, what's the story with this? So to me, it's, it's about power. Obviously, we talk about why is it such a bad thing? Why is it evil? Well, I don't know. The first thing I, that I think happens to me that sticks out is the fact that it, it, it's this culture of people looking over their shoulder. And what I mean by that is, you know, settlers that came from Europe, from England, from anywhere not native to here, decided to just take over this land from Native Americans that already lived here. And we, we know that they brought disease and, and famine and, and drought, and, and they wiped these people out. And there's this kind of sense of guilt that, that I think that exists. And it goes on through centuries. And yeah, my family may not have done it. Your family may not have done it. But somehow it all seems to be, you know, related. So it's a feeling of, of, of guilt that you did to these people. And that's what I mean by looking over your shoulder. You're always afraid somebody might be coming back for you. So that's, that's kind of one of those things, I think, in there where if you do something like that, that's the revenge, maybe. That's, that, 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 that's the karma that's going to come and get you. Um, these, these Native Americans, these people, they understood that this was a bad place and they stopped using it and this is what you get now. I think part of it too also is the fact that you're, you're, you're mistreating someone that's, someone that's passed on. They need to be laid to rest. And when you, you screw with them like this, well, obviously something like this could happen, of course. So that's the main thing, really. And I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding from people, early settlers, things like that, where they weren't... And, I think there's a misunderstanding of, of who Native Americans are, and they never took the time to get it. And they think they're almost these this magical people somehow. And they're, you know, they, this ground they have is so sacred, and, and it's you know, it's 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 spooky and it's special and it's magical, and that's just so ridiculous. But I think that's I, I, I think that's in there as well. I think that's really part of it. Um, there is also if you read in Pet Cemetery, and I don't think they maybe they mentioned in the movie. I can't quite remember. If you're familiar with the Spirit of the Wendigo, which is a Native American folktale, uh, it's prevalent in New England, and I think it stretches up to like Minnesota, maybe in Michigan as well. It's a cannibalistic spirit that it passes over you. Um, uh, it will give you that 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 power of, of of cannibalism, basically. And I think they mentioned the book that the Wendigo came through and passed across that and made it bad. So that's part of it too. So that's why they don't use it anymore. That's why it's a bad place to go. So. I think those things really are the th- those are the things that I think of that stand out. It's 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 people being afraid of the past, what they've done, and this is the way that it comes back to haunt them. And of course, in saying that, you know, a place where Native Americans lay people to rest, uh, 
is a you know haunting and evil place, of course, is a bad thing to say, and it's certainly not true. But for a horror film, it certainly is a trope that was used a lot, and it certainly made its money. And sometimes I think just just think about the idea, think about the story. If, really, if if you get into it, um, especially the Pet Cemetery story about how again. What what a powerful place this could be. What 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 would you do? Would you be able to resist this? Would you be able to to say no? Uh, a loved one die, but I have the power, but I'm not going to do this. So I think that's a really kind of just thing people maybe wrestle with. Um, you know, I I think a cemetery is a powerful place regardless. I don't think people think the same way about you know a rego cemetery you may drive by or someone you love is buried in. It doesn't have that same kind of feel, um, but there's just something spooky about these places. So that's really what I think it's all about in the end. Um, but I'm certainly open to everyone's take, of course. That, that's what I seem to have found, especially if you read things online. But also, yeah, and if you guys like this, I'd like to hear any more, uh, any more uh, films that have, this, that have this burial ground theme motif in it. I'd love to hear more of them. I definitely didn't cover them all. I know that. Um, and also... Uh, while we're on it, like we said, for Pet Cemetery, that starts in a, soon. That's coming out soon, so we may do a review for that. I think that would be good. I know a lot of fans are thinking, oh, I, I love the original. I'm not sure how I'm going to like this. And I'm just kinda, that's why I, I want to read the book one more time. I'm going to go in with the book on mine, not, not the original film. So hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this. This is our first deal on this. We'll do more for sure, I hope. And, of course, like I say in the reviews, if you guys have any ideas out there for what we should discuss, I am more than willing to listen and certainly willing to go for any ideas you guys have. But that's it for now. hope you guys like it. hope you like the insight for this on a topic. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Keep looking for these as soon as we have them posted. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>